Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we review our favorite RPGs, collectible card games, MMOs, video games, PC games, and bring up interesting topics and things that we'd like to share with everyone. Sit back and enjoy the show. This is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, assigned to Ragnarok Story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here, Creatively and Podcast Network. Just ran into Quicksilver, and I heard you're also hot fan. Okay, I am also Hawkeye. Ah. I have a few others. Uh, right now, the ones I have, uh, the first one I did was Hawkeye. Uh, the comic version, uh, written by Matt Fraction and illustrated by David Aja. Uh, followed that with Iron Fist, uh, the version that's from Ultimate Spider-Man. Were you Iron Fist last year? Yeah, I did. I was actually, that was what I did today, You were actually. awesome. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember last year I saw Iron Fist and I was like joking with the wife. Oh my god, that's Iron Fist. You never see Iron Fist anywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's very rarely done because not many people know about him. A lot of people have mistaken me for Green Lantern, which I find, uh, which I, 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 I humor them, but I find very interesting considering I'm wearing a yellow mask. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then after that was the uh, Black Mask Daredevil, then uh, Age of Ultron Quicksilver. Uh, the Netflix Daredevil that is the first costume he makes hopefully I'm, uh, as soon as I get to a point where I can start working on saving up for helmets getting custom made and my head my head's pretty big so I can like I need to get a custom made helmet right, so. <laughs> and helmets are always a pain you know limits yeah. the vision you know you can't really see much well, the main dude, character. your Quicksilver was awesome you know I'm gonna have to post that picture too thank you thank the you of the Quicksilver <laughs> there's a yeah there's a key part in, in a lot of what I do it's uh, it had to do with my major in, uh, in college I was uh, graduated from the University of Arizona back in 2008 with a, yeah, yeah with a BA in uh, acting and uh, minor in marketing um but what I learned was that during that freshman year, actually, I was in the professional actor program, uh, and I got a lot of movement and voice exercises. Um, usually, there were a little bit of intro, um, and then later on in other years, uh, people would get to uh, specific subjects like Chekhov and Shakespeare. Uh, I unfortunately, uh, at the end of that freshman year, it's a very exclusive program. I got uh, booted out along with three other people, um, and then uh, I was a little disillusioned. So I actually, uh, I still kept on with the acting after that. But thankfully, that summer, that following summer. I went to San Diego Comic Con. This is 2005, I believe, summer 2005, back nice. when Azkaban and, of course, when I was about to come out, Aeon Flux live-action movie was coming out. And uh, and I got a hard reset in terms of who I was. So that was reassuring to me. And it just took a little bit of time before I said, okay, here's what I want to do first. And that Hawkeye was the first one. And so, all of a sudden, yeah. cosplay is an amazing outlet for it. It really is. Yeah. I completely forgot what point I was getting to. But no, no. <laughs> yeah. It was about, it was about the, how I differentiate each costume is oh. not just from the visual from the yeah, trying okay. to get as accurate as possible but the physicality the attitude uh, the voice particularly for Quicksilver um, obviously it's a, he's from a Eastern European Russian area so even if I mess up the accent I could just say I'm from Sokovia 
and then you know it works kind of works you out the as well. Beautiful it's, it's in the ground right now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so in uh, it has to do with making that very subtle. Uh, if you overblow an accent, it will sound very very fake. If you only do it once in a while, then it becomes believable. And so much so to even yourself that you have a hard time getting rid of it. Uh, if you're like me, where I think one day it was doing volunteer work at the zoo with the uh, Arizona Avengers, and. Uh, one day, two days before, I was uh, for two days in a row. I was Quicksilver, and then I was Iron Fist on Sunday, and I was still saying, I was saluting every Captain America kid, uh, <laughs> saying Captain, like, 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 um, check off, like check off, yes. <laughs> and uh, and then I just kept doing that as Iron Fist. I was like, I had to go. <laughs> it sounded fake to me to do an American accent. Uh-huh. Uh But yeah, that's how it is. It's usually just trying to be as, very, as subtle as possible with it. You know, trying to throw in occasional um, the linguistical styles the, the, the of the tickle. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like with the Irish accent, like in our gaming group, we have Jocelyn, who she's from a theatrical background too, and U of A, <laughs> and she <laughs> slips right into Irish so smoothly. All of a sudden, it's infectious, and we all, oh, 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 oh okay. I'm not Irish today, so I better stop talking like this. Right. You know, it's like those people that you run into, like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm like, "Hi, how are you?" It's, just like, <laughs> it's like, like, I just got that from Dave Chappelle, but this is—it's very true. It's in, yeah. just the infectious accent, because because when I was talking to you after the picture, you know, it's like the random, "Hey guys, can you take your picture?" And then I'm like, "Who's that running by?" And then all of a sudden, I took the second picture, I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> great costume!" Okay, click, 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 and got that picture. It's like that's perfect. That's I'm perfect. like, dude, I I completely believe you had a full-on Quicksilver going right there. I mean. And Thank then you. you know when Wanda came up next to you, you know. He's um the uh, I it's, I I don't like to uh, uh whenever people would ask me uh, about Quicksilver like oh, I'm supposed to be dead I'm like yeah, I walked it off I got better. And you don't know for sure. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is like I, I picked. I sorry. There we go with the accent. <laughs> See, you're sliding right yeah. into it. It's that good. I picked that. I picked that Quicksilver not because uh, of uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson as an actor. I respect him. Uh, and he's very good with accents after seeing him, you know, uh, even as uh, even though some people are kind of mixed on Godzilla, um, with his character wise, I still liked him. As, as an actor, he did a great job. Yeah, he's, yeah, There's as an no actor, he's fantastic. Um, I, I did like his the approach they took to Quicksilver in Age of Ultron, even even though spoilers, yeah, he, spoilers. Got, he died. <laughs> He, he might have died. We just don't yeah, know you never sure. know. You know, he, he's quick. You never know. His sister might get super, super into it. Maybe she might um, do the little hex bolt, and you know, there you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, it's no done to rag on the uh, like Days of Future Past Quicksilver, which is awesome. In a, which is you know, um, he did is awesome in his own right. It's yeah. um, I like it when I, I was very interested in how vulnerable, how they're going to make him vulnerable because speedsters have a tendency, uh, like Flash and yeah. Quicksilver, to, to be overpowered. Yeah, because like, you can just solve everything really quickly. And you can't touch me and I can write a book in two minutes you know yeah. type of thing yeah yeah sure he, and what I liked about Age of Ultron Quicksilver was that he was a jerk he was an Eastern European jerk <laughs> and he get tired yeah so he's like any other person I thought that was amazing uh, that uh, that they made those character choices yeah and so that's why I liked it and so. he's really got great character because you know like the, the scene where he's got the dress when he comes back to, with the refugees with supplies right. pretty dress for the pretty lady you know it's Okay, that's a great little add-on there. You know, mm-hmm. did you mm-hmm. bring a dress for all of them? <laughs> yeah, I always try to find a special connection to at least uh, each of the characters. Um, like the first two that I, I cosplayed as Hawkeye, um, I did not. I was actually still on the fence about who I would go as for any convention. Yeah. Uh, I knew I wanted to do Matt Fraction's Hawkeye as soon as I read uh, number nineteen on his run because it very much captures what a lot of us who are hard of hearing 
have to deal with. And a lot of people who read that, who were hearing, were very frustrated by it. I was like, well, welcome to my world. That's the idea. That's how tough it is. And the fact that he, personality-wise, he's a train wreck of a person. Yeah. Not the whole series. But the fact that he's able to still do what he does and with the hearing problem is what I respected and connected with the most. Even if, as a person, we are, like, totally different. But the fact that the perseverance. And not just for ease, too. I mean, yeah. it was easy, but it was also... I will admit it was. That was the main part of it. But it was also because of his character. So I think that's... For anyone who's starting with something new, a new costume, or unless they're really addicted to it, or just want the challenge, I recommend someone who's, like... You can really sell it if you have a yeah. personal connection to it Where in some you, fashion. It's someone you love and care about, so you're going to respect the character and, the, and give it the proper honor you need to. Right. And that, that comes from acting, really. When you're a character, a lot of people think that you're just, uh, most, the general thought is you're a professional liar. And it's not true. Um, you are, at least the way, and there's different schools of thought, but the way I was taught is that you're using your own emotions, your real emotions, and you just use imaginary circumstances. So you have to find that connection with, the char- with that particular character. Uh, you find whatever relates to those situations inside your own life experience and then it becomes truthful so you're really telling the truth we're all telling the truth it's just that we're telling the truth in imaginary circumstances and so that's what makes it um you know that's why you have to have that personal connection at least for me yeah that's i always imagine you're flipping the switch to to understand that person right Right. It's like the whole, you have to understand your enemy to beat them type of thing. Of You have to be in their head to know how they would act, how they would be, what's their motivation, what's the reason why they do or don't do something, you know, why do they throw that one comment out that they do, is it, is it meant to be snarky, is it meant to cover they're scared, you know, it's how are they, they, they doing it, not just writing it and acting it out. Right. It takes, even with characters that you may know very in a cursory sense, it helps to understand all that lore. I, I actually, I, have, I will say this, I do pick I do pick characters sometimes just because they look cool or it's because of a joke, but once I'm, as I'm doing the costume, I start to do research. Like with Iron Fist, I really picked him as a joke because Matt Fraction and David Aja both worked on those and they kept mistaking Hawkeye for Iron Fist. And I just thought someone would, would get it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but... I started to read up on him, like I, I read up, uh, I, I read up on a mortal iron fist, and um, the and then the living weapon as well. The living weapon was the first one, and I read up on iron, mortal iron fist right now, also written by Matt Fraction, obviously. Uh, but I've, now I'm starting to look at him as a character, and that ended up motivating what I do when I say take photos with kids or with adults or walk around the con floor or things like that. So it all is sort of just to create not just a two D representation of a character in. Especially watching you guys with the yeah, kids. Yeah, you guys are amazing with the kids. I mean, especially seeing their faces. Yeah, yeah well, it helps. I'm actually a martial arts teacher. That's kind of how I relate to that. That explains the jumping and then the movings that I've seen you do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it's it's like, I think the re- I've, I've tried to thought about why I'm so good with kids. Maybe it's because I'm mentally, like, 12. That could be it. Uh, You're in touch with your inner child. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what that is. That's just that, and that's why I try to differentiate childlike, which is what everyone does here, and that's okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. Be childlike. Just don't be childish. Yeah. And if childish is that, that's the thing that everyone always has to constantly work at. Yeah. It's the emotional and you know, maturity versus the intellectual maturity. Yeah, know? yeah. Be mature enough to say, like, yeah, you're doing your thing. That's cool. I like my thing. That's awesome, too. Be awesome. Be different. That's great. That's why I like. Yeah. Makes, and, makes life interesting instead of just monotonous. Yeah. Or we're all this is the same nine to five banker guy in the suit, you know. Right. That, that's not li- that's not living. 
life is different. Life is supposed to do stuff, enjoy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I realized that through the martial art that I practice, which is um, which is a Brazilian martial art, Afro-Brazilian oh. martial art called capoeira. Um, uh, at first, I started it because of video games. Actually, because I'm a huge nerd, I got the um, two Legend of Zelda tattoos. Nice. I have a supernatural tattoo on my on my other side of my chest, and then I have another video game tattoo on my back. Uh, so, yeah, I started because of Tekken. Um, and, can't, can't yeah, say no to that and game. so. And then uh, as, as I started to get more and more into the martial arts, then I realized I started like the philosophical and self-improvement part, which a lot of people, um, and not this isn't limited to just this, Yeah, they'll send a, they'll send a skip just because they want to look cool, and yeah. some people focus on that. The philosophy like, no, I want to reinforces the practice. It's the same thing, you know. Right, yeah. It's like you just want to be, that for me was why I eventually kept going with this, because it's self-improvement. Yeah. Yeah, so... So, uh, are you local here in town, Tucson? Yeah, I've lived here in Tucson pretty much all my life. Um, the only time I ever really travel is uh, visiting family up in Phoenix, uh, going to an event in Phoenix, uh, and then going to martial arts events around the world. Um, nice. Next summer, I plan to go, um, if, the funds, if the funds work out, uh, go take a tour of the east coast of China, just a tour wow. of martial arts groups there, and say hi to some friends I've, I've met. Any dojo name that you want to throw out here in town? Oh yes, my uh, my academy is called Capoeira Manjinga Tucson, and it's on Sixth Street, six hundred five East Sixth Street, right across from Tucson High School. That's where I train and teach. Um, I train under uh, my teacher Mesa Luar Dosertao. Her name is Ann Pollock, and she was, I think. Um, a few of the first gener- generation of women to start training in America, and she wow. recently got her master belt. And so, unless I'm mistaken, uh, she's the only uh, current master residing in Arizona. Wow. Yeah, and a female master on top of that. So I have a lot of um, respect for her for that. On top of the, all the stories she's told me about her, her journey, she's been training for about 29, 30 years, 30 years now actually. Wow. Uh, yeah, and I've been about it. At, so I'm rounding up at 11. So, uh, but yeah, so yeah, I have a lot of respect for her as a teacher. She's very knowledgeable and very, very specific in terms of learning the basics. And then uh, she, uh, now that I'm at the level I'm at, I can start to, you know, you can play like with Pablo it. Picasso, she teaches me the rules, and that way I can learn how to break them like an artist. Yeah, so, yeah. It's, it's a, if you get the good foundation, then play. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's the idea of Capoeira. So we call it a game. You know, yeah. instead, of, instead of sparring, we call it a game. It's dance, it's movement, it's martial arts, it's all that in one. So yeah, that's where I train as uh, Capoeira Manjing in Tucson. Yeah. And then I teach K-8 school. 200 years ago? No, it's not a fighting style. It's just the locals dancing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's not a fighting style. You know, I used to get into arguments with people back uh, like, like three or four years ago. No, no, five years. Five years ago. And... Uh, I was getting heated up, almost heated arguments, so I'm very laid back, even then. But if you're uh, passionate about it. Yeah, yeah. But then I just stopped after someone had told me, uh, one of the, a teacher from Chicago had told me that if people still don't think it's a martial art, then we are teaching it right. That's exactly that's the it. nature of the beast. That's exactly what it was meant to be. Right. It that's, was. That's it was a idea. clandestine fighting style taught in the open so that nobody could know, hey, they're learning how to fight. Mm-hmm. There's actually another cool little fact is that... Um, uh, during the before the filming of Thor, when they're doing fighting fighting practice, uh, Tom Hiddleston mentions in an article, and this is, you can find this online through Google, that um, that he uh, one of the martial arts he trained for fight practice was was Capoeira because it's very much related to his character. Yeah, and that I like a lot. Yeah, um, and that's actually something uh, when I'm not teaching or doing this, 
I actually also do um, fight choreography for plays. I prefer stage nice. fight choreography just because I think it's fun to watch a fight in real life. Oh, yeah. Um, eventually, and I'll probably get to film. So, that but I got one actually coming out, the uh, play that's going to come out. Actually, just opened this past Thursday. It's um, it's a Irish version of Medea called By the Bog of Cats, and it's being put uh, produced by Something Something Theater over at Zuzi Theater. And so it's going to be running from now, or from Thursday, which is November 5th, up until the 22nd of this month. Nice. So, yeah. Man, yeah, and once we get back into town from the next con, see if yeah. you can sneak the wipe over there. Yeah, it's, it's a really fun play. I mean, it's really it was really fun to choreograph. Fun play, story-wise, I mean, man, it's tragic. Uh, yeah. I, shouldn't say, I shouldn't say that, but... I was, but but the, pro- the process was fun. The pro- yeah, I love the process of it. That's the journey about, uh, uh, you know, exploring what the actors know versus the skeleton that I've made. Uh, in terms of fighting is great because now they've done it so much that they've taken their own path uh, pathway with it in terms of exploring it in their fantastic. character physically yeah. and I'm just like this is so fascinating to watch and I, I, I'm trying not during the dress rehearsal I'm trying not to go like proud papa moment yeah it yeah. ended great with it it's technically great everyone saved no injuries yeah. and I'm just happy, super happy with what they did with and them. the beauty is you know it's, it's empowering because now somebody who's probably never really done a fight scene is now like you know what I got a little stronger shoulders here I'm a little more impressive I, I understand this now right right and it's um, it's been fantastic to be able to do that um, I'm hoping to go back to um, reviewing some of my uh, technique adding in more adding more stuff uh the person who hired me for or who recommended me to uh, choreograph this play is going to keep recommending me because uh, which I'm happy about. So I'm thankful for. He's there's my friend. Uh, he's my friend Michael uh, Mike Sa- uh, Saxon, and he uh, does uh, he stage manages the play, and he's been really supportive and awesome. He actually, because of all the stuff I do, called me like a nerd rock yeah. star, and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna put that on a business card. <laughs> I mean, I did not expect that. I'm just I'm usually a very humble guy. I'm just okay. Cool. Thank you. Nerd Rockstar is a fantastic title. Yeah, no, I'm happy. I'm, I'm <laughs> flattered by it. I'm flattered that he said that. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm still friends with him. Uh, he uh, lent me all new Hawkeye, so I got a chance to read that, too. So that's, that's fantastic, awesome. too. So that's why it's good to have friends in comic books. It's like, dude, I really want to read this, but I don't own it. Can you, can you, can you pass it this way? <laughs> At the office, The Walking Dead is what we do on that one. It's, it's you know, new episodes out. Who's got this week? You know. <laughs> I always come horrible. I wait for the compilations. I've gotten away from the, the monthlies and compilations. But uh, with the, what got you involved with the Arizona Adventures? Oh, it actually was. Um, there was a friend of mine in Phoenix who uh, I I went to. I think the amazing well, amazing Arizona Con. I think a couple of years ago. I believe that was the one. Um, and I did not have a chance to talk to anyone because at the time I was always very impressed with their work, yeah. their costume work. The I was like, oh no, I'll just like, oh no, I don't want to work with them. I didn't even talk to the guy who um, was my mentor as I was uh, going through the program in Arizona Avengers, uh, who played, who was Loki. And he... Who's an awesome Yeah, I was too nervous to talk to him at the time. And so, yeah, me and my friend, she dressed up as Black Widow. I was, I was Hawkeye. It was fantastic. Um, and then I saw... You know, I was like, okay, I'm just looking at the Arizona Avengers. Uh, someone randomly came up to us and just gave us a card. I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. She's she's doing her own thing. Um, and so I looked it up. I was like, Charity Cosby, this is great. I, if, for a hobby, I always need, like, an extra motivation to do something. Yeah. And so doing it for Charity Mark was just a, a yeah. perfect, perfect place for it. 
And so I did that with the whole program. Uh, finished it by about, I started this year actually, finished it by Phoenix Comic Con. Went overboard in terms of what I required. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was Hawkeye the whole weekend. Um, it was a fantastically tiring experience, and I do not regret it one bit. Um, after that, I kind of just started to get addicted. Really? Then, then came Iron Fist. Then came Daredevil after Netflix. Then Quicksilver. <laughs> now I have a one coming up that I'm working on um, with two other gentlemen in the Arizona Avengers group, uh, where we're going to be the Warriors Three. Uh, I, I bleached my hair for, for are you Hawkeye. Blonde, or are you getting a mustache? I already actually got the uh, got the. Uh, I had to get a fake one. Uh-huh. I don't feel comfortable bleaching my, bleaching myself since I want to use it for um, for uh, uh, you know Quicksilver. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'd be weird <laughs> if he had a blonde beard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just bought one. It works better for me anyways because I can get it all cold up and that's nice. Get the get cool little French twirl. Yeah, yeah I, I will do that. I'll do that in costume. It's great. And so. <laughs> I, yeah, so um, I, I'll be um, Fandle the Dashing. Um, uh, another one of the gentlemen will be Volstagg and Hogan. Yep, so they're already starting to work on it, too. It, Volstagg, the guy who's doing Volstagg is already starting to work on his. Yeah, was Hogan. Um, we were having to convince him, but I think he's he's already, like, everyone's trying to motivate him to do it, so we're all, like, super happy about it. It's like starting oh, yeah. to get the helmet, get the maze, you know, get to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to be, as soon as we finish that... Um, uh, I, I'm actually instead of building it, build, I'm I'm sewing the costume, the cloth parts myself. Uh, and, but the, for the armor, uh, the gentleman in Arizona Avengers who is Thor uh, convinced me to actually get the armor made out of metal. And I was there's wow. a metal worker here who I get along with very well. Um, his uh, name is Andrew Longoria. Uh, as soon as he's done, he started working on it in December, and I am going to be. Yeah, I've looked at his work before, and it's amazing. So I'm really excited to see it once he starts working on it in December. So, so. see the same one that did Thor's costume because his outfit was fantastic. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to do that because as soon as I recommended it to people, like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about Fangio. They're like, oh my god, that is so perfect for you. <laughs> I'm like. Fandle the Dashing is a ladies' man. He's, and a, he's suave. What are you saying? <laughs> they're, they're saying that you don't try to, but you're suave. Okay, okay. I'll go with that. I'm, I'm suave, cool. <laughs> hey, perfect. Yeah, it, it, it just, it's, it's the charisma. It comes out. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take it as a compliment. I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, and yeah. uh, for the record, for the folks at home that may not know what the uh, Arizona Avengers are, what are they as a group? They uh, are a charity costume group that is part of a wider organization called the uh, Avengers Initiative. Uh, it's charity costume work, in short. Um, we try and promote literacy uh, through, you know, volunteering costumers to charity events, uh, literacy fairs, um, back-to-school events, uh, and other things like that. We uh, do things like trick-or-treating for the Phoenix Zoo or Tucson Zoo, like down here. Uh, basically anything where we can just uh, encourage kids to read and things like that. Sometimes uh, we work with the Justice League of Arizona as well. Another uh, great group. Touring hospitals like uh, here in Tucson, the Banner Children's Hospital, uh, giving away comic books or doing reverse trick-or-treating. Like some did. I missed that this year, but we did that in the past. And then, of course, during Tucson Comic Con, uh, we... Everyone was here at like 9 a.m. Fantastic photo booth. Yeah, Saturday, and it was great for the kids. Great for the kids who didn't get a chance to do it normally, and so I was like really happy about doing that. So yeah, charity costume work has been yeah that's what we generally do, along with conventions and things like that. Tucson Comic Con, Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah, Fan Fest is coming up soon, so we'll definitely be there. That's December 
fourth to the sixth, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that should be exciting too. Uh, yeah. I'll probably be rocking the Quicksilver again this year. <laughs> Dude, uh, you were rocking the Quicksilver. Uh, yeah, I got to do it. <laughs> yeah, see, What's the point? Otherwise, you are already in the Quicksilver. Yeah. <laughs> It's good there. And of I course, like Arizona it. Avengers on Facebook.com. Awesome yep. photo spreads every year. Yeah. yeah. Arizona Avengers have been, it's been a great group. It's like a little family. Okay. Well, third family to me. My second family is a martial arts thing. The third family is the Arizona, you know, Arizona Avengers. And so I really like every single every single person in that group. That's They've fantastic. been very welcoming. They've been encouraging. They've uh, been so supportive. Um, and you know, I, I can have, I can ask for a better environment to work in, in terms of costuming and uh, and charity work. So yeah, I'm really happy with every single person in there. So yeah, and you guys are all awesome together. I mean, and you can just see it amongst all you guys when you're up there, the camaraderie between you all. You know, mm-hmm. the, the the smiling, the laughing, the, and then you get in character. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> then all of a sudden, you all get into character. Thor gets all grumpy faced, and you know, Cap gets all serious. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess I get serious with that Murdoch. Whenever I'm serious, unless I unless I'm out of mask or like in a suit or something, uh, gray suit, then I'll get serious. Uh, like there's a window right near those that was right near our table. I would randomly run up to pe- uh, uh, on Friday when I was Daredevil. I'd randomly run up to it. If people were there, I was be like, I'm just gonna protect my city. <laughs> I can't watch over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just watching over my city, and just say that constantly. That's this it. city, it's just a city. It's a con. It's my city. It's just a con. Yeah, it's my it's city. Get a lozenge. Especially to do it the next day and the next day. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's been fantastic. I'm actually really excited for Jessica Jones. That's, so yeah, it's gonna come out in a that, few yeah. weeks. By, uh, before the end of the year. Oh yeah, I'm yeah. super. I think it's actually November. They actually gave a specific date already, November twentieth. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited to see that. And you actually have a lozenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a lozenge. <laughs> You're gonna protect that lozenge. Uh, <laughs> I got strap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Anyways. It's been fantastic. And uh, hey, we're now Facebook friends. Thanks mm-hmm. for one picture. Hey, and I'm glad I took that picture. Yeah, no, it turned out really great. I'm really happy about it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not usually one to count likes. I'll just put something up there if it's funny. But it get dig out some of the likes. So I'm like, yeah, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, there's something. I think it was funny. You know, laugh in the background. <laughs> and like, I think that for me sums up a lot of the you know convention it's experience the con for me spirit, so far. You know the. You know, hey, you go to the con, you meet some cool people in costume, you're cosplaying too, you make a new friend. Yeah. Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'll have to make some memes about that. Went to Tucson Comic Con, took a picture of Quicksilver, post that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am, uh, yeah, it's so, it's all about just having fun, as long as you're not a joke about it, then, yeah, yeah. that's, um, yeah, people do what they want, as long as they're not rude, or, yeah. you know, And cosplay is fun for the whole family, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that, that's just great to me too. Is that it's starting to get? It's surreal for me to experience this because um, a lot of people don't know I'm 29, and uh, so uh, I look a lot younger than I actually am. Uh, a lot of people mistake me for 16. Uh, I used to drive actually a cab before I started teaching martial arts uh, directly, and some one guy thought I was 10, but uh, <laughs> I was like, I asked him why a 10 year old was driving a car, and he's like, oh, I don't know, dude. Just get me to my get me to my house, please. All I care is that he's that yeah. you're sober. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's surreal to me to see um, see so many people just embracing this, and I, it makes me 
comfortable, happy, and you know, to be in this kind of environment, and it's uh, it, it centers me in terms of okay, I have not lost this aspect of me, even though maybe I don't do as much gaming, or I game a little bit differently, uh, or uh, or you know, some of my friends who I used to play a lot of StarCraft and Diablo with back in high school, we've all moved on to other things. I can still embrace out my own, meet new people, yeah, things like that, and that that's what, uh, and then you know, encourage families to do so also in sort of you know, nerdy way, my own, uh, our own way. Yeah, our, our embraced way. <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, and, it gets, and it's a hobby, too. It's a, yeah. yeah, it kept me, keeps my hands busy, gives me a break from what I do as a career. Keeps but, you learning new skills. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I'm very happy with everything that's been going on so far. I'm sure there'll be some road bumps like anything in life. But yeah, there's, there's so, always a certain so element, you know. Yeah. And, and, hey, dude, I look forward to seeing you at Phoenix Comic Con. It's going to be the next time. So that's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then, It'll of course, you know, 2016 Tucson Comic Con. Because <laughs> there's something nice about having a con in your own town, so you can just go home at the end of the night instead of staying at the hotel. Mm-hmm. Though it is nice to have the hotel nearby the con, too. Yeah. And it's great seeing the kids uh, that are, like, oh, super shy. Yes. They'll, 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 like, look at you, like, and then they hide behind, a, hide behind their parents' leg. Oh. And they're, oh. Like, and they're like, you want to take a picture? Like, mm-hmm. J- just on the way to the interview, it was funny because I, I, I went to the restroom, and the kid's like, is that Obi-Wan Kenobi? And I came out and says, may the force be with you. And the kid just had this total geek out moment because he had a, a balloon lightsaber. And I'm like, would you like to light my lightsaber? And he's like, oh, can I touch it? And I'm like, go for it. And he just, I'm like, good job. <laughs> now, now uh, hold it three seconds and it'll turn off. Good job, because never look straight down your lightsaber. <laughs> right, right. And it's those, it's those moments that, that I embrace. That's what I love about it. Yeah. yeah from whatever perspective. Um, I am, I am starting to look in, like I said, look, starting to look into other groups. Um, not uh, just more out of curiosity from the characters. Um, there are like, so many like, like awesome for, for the Justice League, I'm looking at Scarecrow. I don't. I think they have a Scarecrow, but again, they like the law groups. They love diversity community. too. Yeah. So, uh, so there's that, and then um, also looking into eventually the 500 first. But um, yeah, I'm not in a rush because there's so many, so many of them, which is great. Yeah. This is awesome. So. Uh, but, yeah, so I'm sorry. For, for, for heroes, I'm with Marvel. For, like, evil people, I'll be with, like, the other groups. <laughs> I, won't, I won't save my evil characters for the other groups for some, re- some reason. It's just a personal choice. I haven't really hey, known. You, it's, it's an aspect of your personality you like to, to put out there, you know? Exactly, yeah, exactly. And who doesn't like to occasionally play the bad guy? And if it if it's uh, end up being a character that's uh, that's alien of some sort in Five Hundred First, I can excuse to someone body paint me. Yeah, I, I, I mean, love that's that awesome. I mean, the the wife's been wanting to do a Twilight forever, mm-hmm. you know, because she's like, I want Leku. It's like, well, talk to Courtney. She she makes right. her own, and she she just does two beautiful freaking cosplays. One at Togruto, the other at Twilight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, talk to people that are cosplaying. Everybody who's cosplaying is just a new person to meet as a friend, you know. Yeah. And that, that and everybody is talk to them if you want to know how they made their outfit because everyone will be like, I did this, 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 this. You know, get in touch with me if you want any questions. Right. And that's um. That's what's really, actually the, the creation of it was originally what kept me from cosplaying. The intimidation at, at first. Was, yeah, because I wanted to wait until I was comfortable to to be able to, with, with um, you know okay I just need to do something really easy create some things but then look for other like buy other things um, it was the whole that whole feeling of I needed to make everything yeah um, and then I t- started talking to some people it's like oh that's okay you don't need to make everything it's okay to outsource certain things yeah, yeah. You know, just to, just for time or money reasons or just because you want to do it right you know right and I think yeah and I think that that uh, 
that is something that I should not I don't think should dissuade people yeah um, is that if you if you get as long as it, you get it at a slope awesome if you if you build it by your you know go to the fields of cotton and like <laughs> leave it yourself cool it's yeah. awesome it's, as long as you are not a jerk you can enjoy how you enjoy it and whatever person puts work into you know how much work yeah. they put into it great awesome we're all there to dork out in costumes exactly so there's no need to add pressure to it and, and you should, it's one of those don't put people down because they're, they're at their skill level they're working their way up you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like with me I start off easy and did maybe one or two things um, and then you know the costumes started to get more and more complicated so yeah then, so then you just... feel comfortable and the skill level's getting up there and you know it's, you mm-hmm. can play with it right right exactly and uh and yeah yeah it's uh it's I think everyone should be able to do it. Because cosplay is awesome. Yeah, whatever whatever condition they're in. Yeah. What I especially like is when I see the see the parents who parents or like caretakers who build uh, oh build build things around a yeah a like child the tie fighter wheelchair, uh, wheelchair. Yeah. yeah yeah especially the one I remember seeing from uh, Matt Max. Oh those yeah, ones, those ones yeah. were impressive. Was, that's been all over Facebook. Yeah, he was awesome in that one with the the, the, the face mask and. Uh-huh. Yeah, those ones are re- those ones are really awesome. And, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I, I don't know anyone who I would build that for, but that would be a fun project to do. Uh, yeah. After Fandral. <laughs> after Fandral. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's... Because uh, cosplay is for everybody. <laughs> and it's one of those great embracing of the imagination. It's to show everybody how, what, our, what our fandoms are, you know. Right, exactly. And that way it's in a safe, comfortable environment. You can see what I like, this is what I like, this is what you like. We respect each other's human beings and, you know, have fun. Yeah, it's, um, as you know, I was, I was raised by uh, a single mother's and, uh, you know, my, in my martial art, my teacher is, is a woman. Um, that obviously is not uh, uh, relevant to their skills as their, their respective roles in my life. Um, that could have been satisfied by any person, but it did kind of, you know, color my experience with when it, when it comes to understanding others. So when I see someone who, uh, like, say, like, call, calls someone a girl as an insult, I get confused by that because it's not insulting it's to me. It's not an uh, insult, yeah. I don't see why anyone should be insulted by being called a girl or, uh, or you know, anything like that. Yeah. So those kinds of, uh, that kind of experience, the... I'm not it's just negative under the I negative pretense. Mm-hmm. We can always so, yeah. that out. So I don't, I, unless I'm being rude, I, being a rude or evil person, I don't. It's I find yeah. it hard to judge. I am so, in, like, apparently to some people, like it's positive to the point of insanity. Hey, there's <laughs> so, nothing wrong yeah. with that. You've seen the troop I run with. It's almost all ladies. And yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, I gotta say it in that voice. <laughs> right, of course. But yeah, it's been fantastic talking with you, man. Yeah, no, yeah, it's um, it's it's something that a lot of people don't get that you can, you know, see the reality of a situation, um, or the reality of real life. But then you can still have that positive outlook on life. I think that's honestly for people who do that. This isn't like me trying to tune my own horn or anything, but it's a hard thing to do to be able to see reality of a situation and stay positive. Yeah. Um, Maybe that's why people think I'm crazy sometimes. It's because I do that and just just choose. I don't. I don't like to ignore it. I mean, I acknowledge it, but I don't let that color my let it be overall experiences in life. Because, yeah. um, 
it's, it's like the whole bit with Louis C.K. on when he was on Conan O'Brien when he was still on NBC and stuff, where he was talking about how, like, everyone should be just completely surprised, amazed when they're flying, and how everyone talks about flying that plane like it's a horror story. Yeah. Where, you should, where everyone should be just be like, oh my god, wow, we're in a chair in the sky, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen it, I recommend looking that up, because it's just like, okay, I get I get what this guy's saying. Yeah. Yeah, and that, that sounds my outlook. It's like... Yeah, everything's amazing. Yeah, right every, every morning you get up, there's an amazing opportunity right there. You know? Right, right. Well, I could, I will say this: not everything's amazing, but we can make it amazing. It's just a lot of people aren't willing to put in that work. Crazy, yeah. I'm willing to put in that work. So, if it yeah. means I dress up as a superhero and make put smiles on a, a one kid's face, that I'm happy. That that makes your whole weekend. Is when you have that moment with one yeah, kid, one kid's and then one kid smiles at you like you're 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 a Greek god type of you know hero you know it's like <gasps> that, that oh my god and when you get that look and you're like I'll say it fuck yeah, yeah you yeah. know it, it's that fuck yeah moment I'm walking and hearing the Star Wars theme in my head when I'm in, I'm in this costume right and you're hearing the Avengers theme song as you're running by <laughs> <laughs> yeah I am totally I, that's uh yeah so even if it, the adults too, the oh, adults yeah. too. if I can make them happy, that's fine. Because uh, it's harder. Oh, dude! I had a big shit-eating grin on my face when I saw you guys there. Well, most, well, so, most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm sure uh, being here uh, and being in the Arizona Avengers, I mean, I found like-minded people who uh, have a similar outlook, which is great, and not just from the, them, of course, but from other groups as well. Uh-huh. Uh So. It's become less uh, less of an oddity for me to be able to act like this, uh, which I'm which I'm happy about. Um, so yeah, so but but even then, in general, it's like for most people, it's like it's harder to get a, an adult to be happy. Even if I have to be cynical, I will be happy. I'm usually yeah. not sincere when I'm cynical, but again, I'm an actor; I can fake it. <laughs> <laughs> but even then, if I could just see a smile on someone's face. That's what makes me happy. I don't care what their age is. Yeah. I'll try and I will try and make them laugh because everyone needs to smile. And that's a gift. I mean, yeah. That's one of those gifts you can't buy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Have those moments of, of of happiness, moments of awe, moments of of where you you shrink back to where you're a kid, and then there's a sky limit. So that's what I try and bring back. That's why I've, I've uh, tried to focus on my martial art. I just bring that over to here. And that, I guess, probably was why I get along with kids so much, because I'm trying to think of it that way. Yeah. Or try and talk them that way. Again, it doesn't work with everyone, but people are yeah. different. So that's okay. Everybody you know, has a, their, their own reasoning, and, you know, hey. Yeah. You want to take a picture? Cool. Don't? Cool. <laughs> See, you know, I've been at the con all week, and I snapped my head around when you said that looking for someone with the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's the end of the con. I'm looking for, for cameras. <laughs> But definitely, thank you, man. No, it's my pleasure. Um, I, this is the first time I've been, ever been asked to actually interview on uh, anything for uh, that didn't have to do with my martial art. Actually, didn't have to do with the cosplay. So, um, yeah, it's been it's been kind of a woven to be involved in this. And what I'm trying to do is just um, you know keep, keep people happy and stay humble. Yeah. Um, as soon as my ego goes, yeah, I have a lot of thankfully my martial art keeps my ego in check. Uh, usually directly by a kick to the face. Yeah, there's always that one person that's better than you. Cause, yeah. And that's that's good. Right, exactly, yeah. I, I, I like... Don't get me wrong. As an actor, I majored in acting, and I do like <laughs> the attention. I will freely admit that the attention I get from people in the photo ops are, are satisfying to my ego, but I'm not going to let that be a 
get in the way of being humble about it. Uh, I think everyone, if as soon as you say you're the best at something, then you suddenly become less tolerant to people or uh, lose improvement. Not, no, no one's stepped, ever the best, but you can always get better. You just stepped on a platform above everyone, which mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's on should. the path to improvement. Not there's no peak. It's good to acknowledge about the skill that you have. Like, say, yeah, I'm all right. I've learned a lot of this. It's pretty good. I can get better. Everyone can always get better. You can never be the best. You can always get better. And that's something that I like to encourage in everyone, regardless of what we're doing. You know, it's education, um, uh, you know, costuming, yeah, uh, personality-wise, whatever. Better. Better at you. Yeah. If you do you, great. Yeah, personality-wise, that's a little bit different. Cause be the best you, you can be. Yeah, so... Yeah, so I just got to stay humble, and so yeah, this has been this has been fantastic so far. I guess I just got to keep going, stay, stay happy and humble. Yep. Yeah. And it's been a great weekend at Tucson Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> been saying that one all week. I'm going to Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been great. It's been awesome. I'm um, hoping to check out some new cons eventually. Well, you know, there's a lot more up in Phoenix and stuff other than like yeah. Pass and all that. Um, uh, hopefully, I get a chance to go back to San Diego, but no, it's crowded. So probably awesome. going to. Um, one of the other conventions, um, smaller ones around that time. But uh, I'll be doing that, you know, traveling, kicking, dressing up like a superhero. Being awesome. Maybe I'm a nerd rock star. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the definition of a, a rock star right there. Yeah, no, no, it's like, it's, it's just real to have a child, but when I think about it, I'm like, okay, I guess I could put that in the business card. Yeah, it sounds like a, a job title to me. Yeah, that's cool. I'll accept it. I'll accept it with humility. Hey, you see, You'll accept it with begrudging humility, you know. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's with humility and and and, and, and good nature, position. good nature, yeah. Good <laughs> and honor the position. Right, exactly. Because as long as you're helping making the kids smile, that's honoring the position right there. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> All hey, right, man. and that's a good place to wrap it up there. Hey guys, Jim here. Just wanted to give you a heads up, a new item we saw on Kickstarter that we're backing up and we're really enjoying from what we've heard so far is Age of Legends. It's a new game expansion for the 66 system. If you haven't heard about it, check out their website. They've actually got free downloads of the gaming rules so you can see what the game is like before you play it. And I'll go ahead and include a link to the YouTube site where it shows you exactly how to play through the game. Here you go guys, this is their Kickstarter. Once more the gods are choosing champions. Since the time of Homer, the Olympians have forsworn meddling in the affairs of mortals. Even a century ago, in Greece's darkest hour, when 300 mortals stood defiant against the Persian god-king Xerxes, the Olympic gods remained aloof in their mountain home. Yet, in every polis, the Olympian gods are selecting mortals to be their champions. Each god has their own preferences. Zeus picks the strongest and most courageous. The vigilant Hecate favours those who seek to protect others. While Ares chooses warriors who seek glory in the chaos and destruction of war. The mortals come from all walks of life. Anyone can be a champion, but why do the gods need heroes? There are omens everywhere, and the oracles spout doom-laden riddles. Mighty Sparta has been humbled by the slaves it once ruled. And in democratic Athens, thinkers question the very nature of the universe. Beyond its borders, 
other forces threaten Greece. Rome rules the Italian peninsula. To the west, Carthage dominates the seas. And in east, the immense Persian Empire is overwhelming Greek colonies. But there is something else wrong, a peril beyond the mortal world. The Olympians themselves are in danger. The bonds holding the Titans prisoner in Tartarus are weakening. Agents are being recruited to the Titans' cause. Only with mortal champions of their own can the Olympians prevent a new Titanomachy. But Olympian politics is a maze of petty rivalries and ancient grudges, any of which may spell disaster for an unwary hero. The gods are short-tempered and narcissistic, vicious and uncaring, even towards their own champions. The mortal concerns of the polis are no less dangerous than the legendary monsters who walk the world. Despite the almost certainty of death, all true Greeks wish to be champions, heroes whose epic adventures will be retold through history. Age of Legends by James Foster and Mark Foster a complete setting for the 6D6 RPG. Back our Kickstarter now and begin making legends. Hey guys, you heard them. So go ahead and check out Age of Legends on Kickstarter. Their Kickstarter will end December 5th. It has already made its goal, so it will succeed. Check it out. There's still about two weeks worth of time to look at it and check it in. And If nothing else, the PDF is really reasonably priced and that way you don't have to pay any shipping charges. All right, guys, like always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.